there, I'm Kelsey from Kaleido Collection and you've tuned in to KaleidoCast. Thanks a bunch for that. Grab a cuppa or something stronger and sit down with us as we chit chat to the lady legends we have met on this small biz journey so far as they share their captivating and inspirational tales of mum biz lady life. Let's get into it. Hello. Hi. 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 How are you? Good. How are you? Hi. How are you? Today we are so thrilled to welcome Fiona from the incredible incredible and tasty Aussie brand Spring Hill Farm. We are so looking forward to getting to know the fabulous face behind the brand that gives us a drool-worthy range of Aussie farmhouse kitchen treats with a beautiful and rich history. So we a big Kaleido welcome to you, Fiona. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Kelsey. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to get to to get to know you today instead of just chatting to you guys through orders. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's lovely just to spend some time with you. We always love to to know more about our customers and who their customers are and um, to really understand the stories behind the businesses. So yes. thank you. No, my pleasure. So to kick things off, I usually just ask a little out-of-the-box question. So for you today, what is your spirit animal? Oh my gosh. Um, oh, Kelsey, I can't even think of that. <laughs> I cannot okay. even think of that. We can come back to it. I'll let you, I'll give you some time. (laughs) I always love that question because it always gives people an insight into their personalities. It's so different. (laughs) Think about that one, actually. You're on the spot. That's okay. We will, we'll work, we'll work on that one. So to anyone who hasn't heard of Spring Hill Farm or who hasn't had the pleasure of consuming a treat, um, can you take us through what you guys offer? Yeah, sure. So Spring Hill Farm um, primarily makes slices. We are all about convenient snacks on the go that taste just like your grandma used to make. So we're based here in Ballarat in Victoria. Um, My mum and dad started our business over 35 years ago and today my husband James and I run the business. Um, We make snacks um, and supply people all across Australia. So you may have tried our um, slices. Lots of people have them on Qantas um, for morning tea. Um, We also supply people like Rex airlines office works hudson's coffee um you may get them in the in the hotel um when you're staying um away we haven't had a lot of chance to do that lately but um now that we're um we're getting out and about a little bit more you know a little gift on your pillow when you arrive and we have a range in coals as well as many other kind of independent sort of stockers as well around australia brilliant so you have like I said you have a really rich history and you said it started 35 years ago so can you take us through um, the timeline of how it all progressed from your mum's kitchen yeah, sure. So um, Spring Hill Farm was the name of the farm where I grew up. So back when I was in kinder, mum and dad started hosting um, kindergarten and school children out for a day on the farm. Um, so mum was a kindergarten teacher by trade and I guess it was a way of combining those two kind of passions. Um, the kids would have uh, an amazing day on the farm so they would go out and you know collect um, grain out in the paddocks they would collect eggs they would milk cows they would mill um, wheat into flour and at the end of the day they would have a um, muesli slice which was a really early paddock to plate concept which was really about teaching kids um, how your food is grown and how you can take those raw ingredients and make that into um, a, um, a finished product I guess um, so from there um, that was back in the 80s without wanting to you know give away my age too much it was way back in the 80s and um miso slices whilst they're very much bread and butter of our snacking industry today it was they were quite new back then and the muesli slice was actually featured in vogue living as a new um exciting snack food um at the time so from there um mum and dad um 
actually primarily mum, dad was farming at the time, was driving this business, um, very much still made at home and really supplying primarily into places like health food stores and, you know, weekend markets and the like. Um, Demand started to grow and um, it became mum and dad doing that together. They hired a um, small space in a factory. Um, And I guess from there, it just started to to grow. So we built a purpose-built built facility here in 19, uh, sorry, not 19, 2008, um, which was really our stamp on saying this is something that we really want to, you know, give its own home and allow it to grow. Um, And since then, you know, we have continued to grow. So when we moved into our factory um, back, what's that, 13 years ago, we had six people working in the factory. Today we have about 50. Um, And so we're sort of bursting at the seams a little bit at the moment. Um, some key milestones for us sort of throughout that period would be um, supplying product to the Sydney Olympics, um, getting our first products um, in flight. So we started with Virgin um, and we also supplied Qantas, as I mentioned, um, getting something called a BRC um, accreditation. So that's an international food standard accreditation. So that is really important in terms of um, the quality of food that we supply. Um, and yeah, so we've had some really exciting um, stages along the way. We're just about to start construction on a warehouse on the block of land next door. Um, and that will allow us to move our current warehouse, which is at the back of our factory, and then create a food production line. Um, so at the moment we run uh, two shifts we start at 6am and we finish at 10pm uh, and we run those five days a week um, and two lines on each shift so yeah look it, it certainly keeps us busy um, there's lots always lots to do um, but we love what we do and we um, you know we're passionate about you know producing delicious treats for people to enjoy and to really just complete their time out moment. Good Um, on you. Amazing. So what did life look like growing up on the farm for you? Did you have siblings to share it with or...? Yeah, so I've got two sisters, so I'm the eldest of three. Um, uh, So we had an idyllic childhood, actually. Um, You knew it was great at the time. In hindsight, it's even better, I guess, when you realise the opportunities that you had. So because of the farm visits, we had a menagerie of animals. Um, We had donkeys, we had pigs, we had, um, obviously, um, horses, lambs that we'd feed, goats, goats. We had a tortoise at one stage, um, (laughs) chooks, um, all sorts of things um, that we would hand rear as well as obviously the farm. Um, We were always very hands-on in terms of helping out around the farm as well. Um, So I just think in hindsight, it is a beautiful exploratory sort of childhood that allowed you just to be free and just to um, explore really and enjoy nature and all that that had. Yes, that is, sounds like so, so beautiful, like my absolute dream <laughs> to be currently, like I would like to do that right now. <laughs> I'm on my way. I have two goats and chooks um, and a duck and dogs and Excellent. cats. So we've got, we might need to move. We only have an acre. So I, <laughs> to get to that standard, we might need some more. <laughs> Well, you're way ahead of me because we um, now live in town and we only have one dog called Bruce. So uh, you are way ahead of us and Bruce is destroying our backyard at the moment. So Bruce is in trouble. Oh, well, we also have a Bruce. Our dog is also called Bruce. Is he really? Yes. (laughs) Must be a very good dog name. Well, yeah, he's not very well behaved. He's only a year and um, we we have four children and we sort of decided our old dog, George, had passed away and we thought, right, it's time to embark on a puppy. But we sort of have forgotten how much work a um, puppy was, really. Oh, golly. What, what um, breed is he? He's a Labrador, so he's a chocolate lab. Oh. Um, and... Um, yeah, he's just, he's strong and he's cheeky and he's easily bored. <laughs> oh, what about yours? What he, is your Bruce? He's a cattle dog cross Kelpie. Excellent. But so he's, he's like got 12. All of energy. So he, what he used to be, but he's a bit, a bit yeah. more chill now. So <laughs> We're at the other extremes of yes. yeah, energy levels. <laughs> oh, funny. Bruce's, they're good fun, aren't they? They are. <laughs> so you mentioned you and your husband James now have at the reins of Spring Spring Hill Farm. Um, were yep. you destined to continue on the farm? Did you think that that you would continue with what your parents created? 
Um, so I actually study physio at um, at uni. So I. I think coming off a farm, I actually always had a passion to become a vet. And so I started off in um, science. Um, that was the way you sort of had to get into vet um, at the time. And I did a year in science and then probably thought, I'm not sure if this is something that I've sort of decided on when I was young and never really reconsidered and I'm just going down this path. Um, and physio became something that I guess was interesting for me. And so I switched and then went down that path. So I practiced as a, um, in a private practice um, and working with sporting teams for, um, I think it's five or six years. Um, James had studied um, commerce and ag science. So he came off the farm as well. I think we both secretly thought we would marry farmers and end up farming and we have not done that. We're, we, we, I guess we consider this to be our farm in that we're creating and making things all the time and developing things. So it feels very productive and hands-on still for us. Um, but no, look, in the early stages, no, it wasn't something that um, I, I guess I seriously considered about taking on. But as I, I guess a little bit like in hindsight with your childhood, you know, as you get into the real world, you go, wow, that's actually quite interesting and that's a legacy and that's something that, you know, mum and dad have spent years in, in building up and, um, you know, maybe that's something that may be of interest. So I started there, um, working here about 15 years ago um, and I was working part-time as a physio and part-time um, here. And then once we started to have children, so our eldest is 12, um, uh, I had all the um, grand plans of going back to physio but just didn't have actually never got back there so um yeah I I guess the flexibility that working at Springfield Farm offered with a young family as well was um amazing um and so being able to work from home or you know juggle things around you know those needs especially when you've got multiple little people um in the house is great um and then obviously James came in around 10 years ago and so that for us has been kind of um, our passion, you know, I guess our fifth child um, in lots of ways, um, you know, for the last decade. Um, yes. And working together is very, um, well, it's very convenient um, in lots of ways. Um, I guess it brings some of its own challenges, but for us, it, it really outweighs any negative, um, you know, very much um, hands-on and equal in that business and family stakes. And it's great to be able to, you know, just to have that partnership where you know that, you know, okay, you've got something that's due today, I'll duck home early or I'll do the kids pick up or whatever it might be. And so you're really kind of um, pulling in the same direction for both family and for work as well. That's brilliant. It's actually so funny that you mentioned that because my next kind of question was how does it go working and living, um, you know, with your yeah. partner? Because I know sometimes that can be quite difficult for people, but it sounds like yeah. you've got it very well under control, a very nice balance. Uh, so it works. It works for us. I actually, um, you know, I wouldn't really have it any other way. We love working together. And I think for us, because work is exciting and growing and changing and equally challenging, you know, we get to do that together. The negative is definitely, um, you know, you have highs and lows in any business. So when your lows uh, are hitting, you're both low. And so there's no, um, nothing to counteract that. And I guess the other negative is that it's all consuming. So there is no kind of other um uh, I guess if, if I was working somewhere else, we'd have that to discuss at night or, you know, those challenges, um, that doesn't exist. So it is quite all-consuming. Having said that, we do we, we love it and we wouldn't do it if we didn't love it. Um, but, yeah, that, that's probably the, the, the negative, I guess, if, if any. Yes, you love you love it and you love each other. So that's obviously holding it together. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, we... Um, uh, we have two different roles in the business, even though they obviously work um, very much hand in hand. So um, James very much looks after the operational part of um, the business. So managing and overseeing the factory and the, um, the, the making, I guess. And for me, it's around the brand and the, uh, and the marketing. Um, sometimes those things don't um, always uh, we don't, we're not always got the same outcome in mind, I guess, for those things. Um, you know, things can sometimes, um, 
you know, we can have conflicting, I guess, thoughts around some things. But I guess what we've learned over time is that if one of us feels super passionate about something, then there's a reason for it and it might not make sense to the other, but we just roll with it. Yeah, that's good. Great advice in all life, I think, <laughs> in every yeah. aspect. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that you're, you and James are parents to four children. Um, may yes. I have their ages and then tell me what a day in your life looks like as working parents with um a nice big family yeah so um I've got Charlie who's 12 Henry who's 10 Freddie who's seven and Lucy who just turned four on the weekend um so we're actually entering quite a nice stage of life I think um it's busy it's definitely still busy but it's not the hands-on that it was even you know two years ago when we were still in you know nappies and you know multiple kids at kinder and those sorts of things so um uh, you know, what does an average day look like? Well, a busy morning, um, getting everyone off to school, but again, starting to get a little bit more self-sufficient. One of us will do school drop-off, the other will head to work early, and then at the other end of the day, one of us will do pick-up and the other will stay late. Um, the kids seem to have a never-ending list of activities that seem to be um, cropping up after school at the moment. So everything from footy or, you know, swimming or robotics or, like, I don't know, it just seems to grow. Um, and then, you know, we always try and be home for dinner together um, at six and then you know kids are in bed somewhere between sort of 7 30 and you know nine depending on who it is so um, it's quite routine but we are getting a bit more flexibility I think in those days and a little bit more time you know the things that can often get lost I think for any kind of um, people at our stage of life is that you know prioritizing things around exercise and you know time with friends and whatnot um, so that's probably our challenge is to make sure we can fit those things in somewhere during the day um, but yeah that's our that's our home life and then I guess from a work point of view um, days are different every day is different but for me it's looking at new product development it'll be working on sales it'll be working with other staff members in sort of developing strategy be taste testing products which is always fun um, it's yeah, look, it's it's never it's never ever the same, um, and I love that very variety in in what we do. Um, it's yeah, it's it's always new and exciting. Yes, and that sounds like the same in your home life as well. <laughs> with with always new kids. and exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. always new and exciting places they can hide their dirty washing. Yeah. <laughs> um, always new and exciting places they can you know hide that. Um, toilet roll when it's ended oh, that's the best um, yeah so, so look, no, we're very lucky and um, you know it's it's busy and it's hard work but it's um, it's everything that we want so we're, we're very lucky good on you and once again you have already answered a question that I was going to say you're obviously very intuitive was um, how do you kind of manage to like you say, as part of your kind of motto to just sit down and have some me time with a treat. How do you yeah. manage that being so busy doing mum and business life? Um, so I work four days. So Friday is my home day. Um, it still definitely involves work, but Lucy has um, Friday as a day off. So, you know, we've always sort of toyed around with, you know, should I work an extra day? Well, of course, you can always say yes to yes, I'd like to work an extra day. Uh, yes, I need to work an extra day. I guess for me, um, my challenge is that these times go quickly and kids are only small for a certain amount of time. And, you know, we are actually nearing the end of that last little bit of, um, you know, um, early people in our house. And so for me, I want to really enjoy that. So Friday is always a lovely day um, for Lucy and I to have that time together. Um, we try and, James and I try and split, you know, exercise in the morning or exercise at night. Being in Ballarat, um, it's May and we are already in big puffy jackets and um, and beanies. So I'm a little bit jealous looking at you in a yes. short sleeve top there because I've got my heat <laughs> on. Um, and that is probably the first thing that we let go, but it's the thing that we remind each other probably like you need to go for a run because you haven't been all week. Um, and probably I get a bit... I can get a bit cranky if I don't do some exercise. So you, you can really go from sitting down at work all day to sitting at dinner and then starting to do a bit of work after dinner and you think, wow, that's not very healthy. 
um, lifestyle. So, you know, I think we eat really well. I think that's important to us. Um, you know, I think overall we're quite active, but just spending quality time with each other is important as well. Yes, and it's a really difficult, really difficult juggle. So, um, yeah, you're doing obviously really well with <laughs> that. You think you've got it summer. I think it's easier to get out in summer than it is to get out in winter. Oh that's my for goodness! Sure. But, um, I don't know how you do it in Victoria. Well, it's what we do, but it's um, you know, you just get used to it. But when you go yes. away and you think, oh wow, like actually there's sun here in the middle of winter, it, it's a little bit depressing I guess yes when it drops past 20 here all of us are like wearing jumpers and boots (laughs) so it's just a little bit cooler at the moment actually just the last couple of days um and it it hasn't it doesn't go well for North Queensland (laughs) yeah (laughs) well I think we may be you know about nine degrees today so um oh golly I'm pleased you have your heater on (laughs) I do. <laughs> uh, so you spoke about um, you and James and you've got some people supporting you as well. That, so your team has grown. So you can, can you take us through the team of people that support you at Spring Hill Farm? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we have a great team. So we obviously have our production team and then we have, um, I guess, our office team as well. Um, they're very much integral um to the business, both teams. Without the office, we have no sales. Without the factory, we have no product. Um, And so just making sure everyone understands each other's roles and that kind of importance um, to every customer getting the perfect product is really important. in terms of who actually works in our team from an office point of view, I've got Nora, who is our brand manager. So she um, has been overseeing our new um, look and feel and our, um, uh, our you know, socials and our communication with customers. Um, she brings a real warmth and energy to our, um, to our brand, which is amazing um and yeah we're very lucky to have her on board i've got alex who looks after all of our um sales so you've probably spoken to alex and um alex is genuinely like the happiest person i've ever met so i i think that comes across to all of our customers but nothing is ever too much of a hassle for him um and uh you know he's genuinely just such a lovely guy and just a doer. Um, I've got Beck who works across lots of different um, areas in our business. So she's kind of our conduit, I guess, between um, the office or sales and marketing and the the factory. So basically Beck works on improving processes, um, whatever that might be. So, um, and and making sure the business gels together. So everyone needs a Beck in their business to to make everything just sort of hum. Um, Carrie looks after all of our food safety. So she's our quality manager and um, yeah, just make sure that everything is done to our BRC standards and that um, the safety of our food. The safety is obviously super paramount, but the quality is also really paramount. You know, my mantra to the team is that every person needs to have a perfect experience every time. So, you know, people um, spend their hard-earned money on buying our products. You know, we don't ever want to disappoint. And so, you know, for people um, that are making thousands of products every day, we need to make sure that every single one is as good. Um, So the food safety and quality is um, what Carrie looks after. Rob looks after our supply chain. Um, So making sure all our packaging and um, raw ingredients are here so that the factory can run nice and smoothly. Sue looks after accounts. Um, So she is our number cruncher and does an amazing job there. Um, I've got a debt um, who's looking after risk and um, food safety as well, so assisting in that space too. Um, and then I've got Ben and Steve who run the, um, the factory shifts, so one's morning shift and one is afternoon shift, so they run a tight ship out there um, and make sure the factory keeps humming, which is amazing. So they oversee um, the shifts, so that would be training as well as um, obviously scheduling and making sure things are running well. Jordan runs in the factory. 
uh, sorry, Jordan runs our warehouse. Um, and so that's a really important part, obviously, in making sure that, you know, ingredients are ready to go when the factory is, um, is ready for them. Um, Andrew looks after all of our dispatch. Um, so making sure that all of our orders, everything that you receive there is hand-packed by Andrew. Um, and I have Frank who runs our maintenance program. So um, lots of key people. In addition to that, I have around... Um, numbers vary but you know about seven to ten people on each line for each shift um, so all of those are key members of the um of the business i have senior operators who oversee either the production end or the packing end um, and they really help guide their teams um, in that space just again to make sure that perfect product every time Wow, it sounds like you have created a killer workplace and a team. They sound absolutely brilliant. And the people that I've met through your business so far have all been beautifully friendly. And like you said, just really welcoming and warm. So it's, it sounds like a lovely team. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about your treats. They are delicious. So um, like you were saying, they're of incredible quality and the taste to match. So take us through the whole range of flavours. Okay, so in our um, slices, we've got nine flavours. Um, so we have a lemon and yogurt slice, a chocolate and oge, a raspberry and almond, a peanut butter and choc, cookies and cream, sour cherry and dark choc, an almond choc chip, which is gluten-free and vegan, a coconut and dark choc, which is gluten-free and vegan, and then a rocky road, which is also gluten-free. Um, we then have three products which are currently ranged in coals. So um, these are found in the biscuit aisle, and I've got a a lemon and white chocolate, a choc chip cookie dough and a peanut butter and dark choc slice there. These are like a, um, a block. I think you guys have seen the block. So they're like a block size, but they've got indentations like a, um, a, like a chocolate block. So you can snap them. So they're basically a, um, a combination, I guess, of a slice of biscuit and a chocolate all in one. So they're quite delicious and Moorish. Um, I tend to find myself snapping those off and eating um, always more than I'd intended to. But um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so there are 12 flavours. Um, then we have lots of combinations and permutations um, in that we um, that we package them up for. So, for example, in Officeworks, we've got a range of 12 mixed boxes um, that can all be found up in the catering um, area. So um, we have a lot of fun in developing those. So we've got um, kits, we call them all kits. So something, you know, it's something like the, the autocorrect botch that email to your boss kit. Um, <laughs> there's 12 different kind of awkward um, office banter um, kits that we've created, which are, which are going really well. And I guess going back to that kind of um, focus of ours, which is just in creating those moments of happiness. So you have a little smile when you see that and you're like, oh yeah, I've done that before or that reminds me of that time when it happened to me. Um, so just, you know, trying to inject a little bit of fun and happiness um, no matter what it is. Um, so within um, those 12 flavours, you know, for us packaging is really important. So um, the look and feel of the packaging, obviously the flavour is really important, but just those quirky little sayings um, as well that you'll find on our packaging just to make you smile throughout your day. Yes, I love I love some of the um, the the wording and things which I was going to speak speak to you about soon because I really love kind of the new colours and the branding um, yeah. on there. But firstly, when it comes to the um, I guess the recipe for your slice, um, your mum first created it. Do any still resonate or go back to your mum's recipe, or have they all had a fair few tweaks since then? Um, tweaks, but based there still. So the muesli slice, which was our original slice, we, we're not currently making. We do um, have that definitely on our list to bring back um, in a 21st century way, I guess. Um, so that is definitely something that we would love to bring back. Um, we think it's a great product, but we also love the story of that being kind of like completing that story um, or that circle of the brand. The lemon and yogurt slice was the second slice that was ever um, invented um, for Spring Hill Farm. And really that was developed as a summer offering. Um, the muesli was more wintry and heavier and the lemon was um, lighter. Um, so 
that then forms the basis of a lot of our slices. So fundamentally, yeah, there's a bit of jar in every slice. Um, there's lots of tweaks and twists, I guess, with technology and process improvements and things like that. But fundamentally, yeah, the, um, the development is still way back when. Yes, that's brilliant. And where you spoke about your raw ingredients, where do you source them from around Australia? Yeah, all over the place. So um, because of our BRC accreditation, we we can only use um, other suppliers who are also BRC accredited. So that does limit, it, um, does limit who we do, but that's part of our food safety program. So um, our suppliers need to be accredited to a similar level to us, which um, gives us added, obviously, um, quality, peace of mind as well. Um, so, yeah, all around Australia, um, really depending on where those products or ingredients can be sourced from. Some ingredients we do need to import. So things like coconut, we don't grow here in Australia and we use a lot. Um, date paste would be another thing. Um, so some ingredients are imported, but we will always look for Australian ingredients first where we can and import it where necessary. Yeah, brilliant. And where do you find the inspiration? Like you mentioned, the lemon was more your summer uh, go to yep. where do you find the inspiration for the new flavors um, that come out on occasions? Yeah, so everywhere, I guess. I mean, you can find inspiration um, everywhere, really, looking at other menus, reading magazines, looking at trends overseas. Um, I've had, um, we're very lucky to have um, a, a gentleman by the name of William working with us at the moment who's working on an innovation pipeline for me. So he is um, specifically looking at food trends, um, obviously competitors, but really looking outside of that at um, you know, what's coming through, like what are the things that we haven't seen here in Australia yet um, that we can look at. So that's a specific project that we're working on right now. And there's some really exciting things that we can't wait to share. We're hoping to see some of those things coming out later this year, um, but, the, but then also filtering through over the next three to four years. Um, and these are things that sit very much outside of um, our uh, core range of slices. So that will be our bread and butter. And I guess that's what we're known for now, Sprinkle Farm makes slices. Um, and we do them beautifully. We do a great job at them. But moving forward, that will be only a part of what we do. Um, and we really are focused on um, creating delicious snacks in many different forms. Yes. Keep our eyes peeled. It sounds very exciting. Absolutely. We're <laughs> signing off some things very soon. And, um, yeah, I we always know things have to make us smile. Um packaging, taste, and if they don't, we know it's not quite there yet. So we've been smiling a lot lately. So we're, we're excited about what's coming up. Yes, excellent. And you mentioned um, you have the two of your gluten, or sorry, three gluten-free and then a vegan option as well. Uh, how important did you feel um, it was to offer this to your customer base? Yeah, it's super important. So for us, taste is always number one. So we won't put something out if it doesn't taste amazing. Um, I think it's insulting to consumers when you almost take an, a shortcut, I guess, and go, oh, it's vegan, so it doesn't matter if it doesn't taste as good. Or, and I think that has been very much how the industry has actually treated a lot of those sectors over um, many years. It's changing now, but for us, taste is always first and foremost. Um, but um, you know, dietary is such an important part of what we do. Um, I have the stats in front of me, but those three products that we manufacture are always um, in our top few. Um, the lemon slices too, that's not a dietary one, but those others really have a real, um, they've found a niche because they taste beautiful um, and they just happen to be gluten-free and vegan. Um, and so for us, whenever we can tick boxes around dietary, we always will. Um, and, and certainly moving forward, that's something that you'll see more of um, from coming, uh, coming out from us. Um, but as I said, taste will always be number one, supplemented by, if we can, um, we will um, also achieve those health benefits as well. Brilliant. And I bet there's many people um, in that community who do require those, those dietary things. Um, yeah. That would be very grateful for the taste. I know the coconut one, I didn't even actually know that it was yeah. um, gluten-free, but it is delicious. So when you don't yeah. know that, you know, there's a difference in it, that's when they're spot on. 
I know. And I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, that one's vegan as well. And mm. you know, a lot more of us, and I know I'm the same, you know, talk about flexitarian as a sort of um, dietary trend, which is where people are just choosing to eat more plant-based or some gluten-free and some vegetarian and just kind of mixing up their diets a bit. And, um, you know, that plant-based trend is something that we're certainly seeing a massive growth in. And, and there's several reasons for that. One is obviously sustainability is a really big piece for people moving um, across to supplementing um, their, their weekly meals with some plant-based meals. Um, and I think that's a trend that we're going to continue to see. So, it's for people that need to eat those things, but it's also now for people that want to eat those things as just as part of their, you know, normal diet. And that's a, a huge change um, in, in those demographics. Um, and, but it also means that to play in that space, because people have choice, you, you have to hit that taste, um, that taste meter every single time. Yes, that makes complete sense. And to have those options available just puts you so far um, yeah, ahead of the game that as well, like you said, tastes delicious so that you don't even know. (laughs) So that's brilliant. That's the thing about snacking, isn't it? And, you know, someone once said to me, you know, if you're in the snack industry, like it's got to taste great. Like no one snacks on something that doesn't taste delicious. So (laughs) So true. um, You know, it's a discretionary thing. So it's not like eating, I don't know, kale at night because you feel like you need to, although I do like kale, but, you know, um, my kids don't. Um, You know, it's snacking. It's got to be fun. It's got to be enjoyable. It's got to be delicious. Yes, absolutely. So let's play a little game of, I call it fave, flop and flu. So what treat is your favourite? Have any flavours or kind of um, ideas flopped? And then what flavour? just flew off your shelves that you didn't expect to okay so fave would be um actually the almond chop chip which is our vegan gluten-free um so that's my go-to 3 p.m snack and that's new um for us um but it is delicious and it feels nutty and healthy and um just very permissible to have every day Flop, was that the next one? Did yes, you say? Yes. If flop. any. Okay. Uh, no, there's been flops <laughs> for sure. Um, I don't think there's too many flops in our current range, which means that we're hopefully learning. I think that if I'm 100% honest with you, um, we probably have done what I criticised before, which was saying, you know, oh, that's gluten-free, so it's not quite as good. So we definitely had a range of biscuits back in the day, um, which were okay but they weren't amazing and so in terms of that taste meter you know they weren't they weren't where we wanted it to be so um you know they're no longer in our range that means you know if you're not tasty you're not there (laughs) um and flu um oh golly our cookies and cream twin slices are um flying off the shelves but the lemon and yogurt is still massively um everyone's favorite and that literally flies so in the air on the contest. so maybe that has to be the flying one yes definitely my favorite is the rocky road i'm obsessed with it uh-huh. mm, yes so good <laughs> yeah. so that they're, is they're all very good. up there yes yeah they are um <laughs> When we relaunched, we had, you know, we spent a lot of time tweaking and it was that they have to all be good. And for me, there's just, you know, the sour cherry dark chalk. So I love that one after dinner. Oh, um, yeah. Like there's different occasions for different slices and that's, you know, very deliberate, I guess, as well. Yes, that's so true. So we spoke about um, how you have changed up your packaging and your colours and your messaging and things like that recently. Uh, can yeah. you t- talk to us about what brought this about and why you felt this uh, was necessary moving forward? Yeah. um, What brought that about? It just felt like time. Um, And that is, uh, you know, again, if I'm honest, we finished having kids, so that's four kids, we're done. And so not that we were treading water um, from a business point of view because we were definitely growing rapidly. Um, we, as a business, make a lot of product for other people as well under contract. So um, we were having a lot of growth overall as a business. And so probably my focus was 110% on our brand. It was on 
children and a growing business and managing that. Um, and I guess um, we probably sort of two years ago said, right, you know, the future for us is our brand. Um, that will always be supplemented by um, contract manufacturing because that is an important part of what we do. And for most manufacturers, it is an important balance to have um, across both. It makes a lot of sense for lots of reasons. Um, but I guess for us, it was about really rounding out that customer experience. So historically, we've been what is called a food service brand. Um, so basically in food, you have food service and then you have retail. So retail are your major supermarkets and basically where you're purchasing product you take home and food service and more things like, you know, your airlines and your catering, the accommodation that I mentioned before. So largely where food is being given to you and so we're selling to the chefs, if that makes sense. So for us to be able to, um, I guess, complete our customer journey um, where people can enjoy a product in flight or be given a slice at a conference or um, grab, get, have one on their pillow when they arrive at the hotel room. People love our products. When, we, when they eat them, they love them. And so then they contact us and say, well, where can I buy them? Um, and as much as you know, many people will then jump on our website and buy, that is a lot for us to ask people to do, which is, you know, please buy from us every month direct and we are setting up a subscription model and, and we do have a lot of people that do do that. Um, we need to make it easy for people to be able to, to find our product as well. So um, our previous branding um, had been in place for probably around 10 years really and we felt that it was really time to kind of shake it up a little bit to have a lot more fun with food um, again I keep talking about this word happiness but you know it is all about happiness for us and so packaging and color and design is all part of that um, and we wanted something that was very reflective of um, what we want to be as a brand which is a little bit quirky a little bit fun making people smile um, and you know very much being um, true to our history which is the farm um, but equally that's 35 years ago so we are now a diff very different business we're still firmly based in the same authentic traditions and the same values that we had then um, but we couldn't be doing what we're doing now and still be based on farm obviously so um, you know for us it was about embracing the past but also really um, looking to the future and to what we wanted this brand to be and so for us it was about that kind of second generation of Springfield Farm and us really putting our stamp on it um, and, and I guess with that really putting our foot to the floor on you know pushing this brand and, and really seeing it and you know get out to the masses I guess yeah brilliant and for I know for us um when we kind of you know collaborated with you um it fits so well with our brand because of the colors and the messaging and that joy yeah. that it brings people um and you know that a lot you know packaging talks a lot and those little you know tiny little parcels they say so much and they do make you happy yeah. so yeah it's it's really beautifully done I, I really um, enjoy all of that you've done with that um, thank you yeah you spoke about um, I guess community within your business but you're also a big part of your local community and you guys are very um, generous and support a lot of charities um, around your local your local Ballarat and further. Can you take us through um, what, you know, what you do with your, with the charities that you support? Yeah. So we, um, we obviously get a lot of requests for sponsorship and donations. Um, particularly last year, we had a huge amount. Um, we would get requests every week really in terms of people um, requesting um, support we obviously can't say yes to everything so we put guidelines around what it is that we um, that, that is important to us as a business and so for us that's things like um, education it's um, health it's supporting women um, it's rural communities um, so basically if you fit into that category we're going to be pretty happy to provide products to you so whether that's in our local um, uh, community um, or whether that's more broadly across the Australian community then you know that is um, uh, 
they're all things that we consider. Um, you know, even yesterday I had a request from someone, um, they're doing a whole lot of fundraising in Ballarat at the moment for, um, obviously for India um, at the moment with COVID. And so, you know, basically he said, well, what can you give me? I'm like, well, what do you need? Because we can give you whatever, you know, you can sell hampers, you can raffle off our hampers, you can, you know, put a slice on every movie. Um, they were doing 700 people a movie, right? We'll put a slice on every seat for people just to have something um, when they're there. So what our involvement looks like um, very much is tailored to what the cause is. We are talking to a couple of um, uh, organisations at the moment about formalising um, a, more of a, a, I guess, a partnership moving forward in terms of things that we really want to get behind. So that's um, exciting for us and something that we feel really passionate about. Um, but I guess you're right, like for us, community takes on many different meanings. So, you know, we obviously have our work community here, which is 60 people. Um, you know, they say that for every one manufacturing job, there are six flow-on um, jobs. So whether that be in our procurement or our sourcing or whatnot. So, you know, that's a really large impact that um, we're having, which we're really um, super proud to actually um, to, to be a part of. Um, and, you know, each of those people have their own communities as well. So, you know, they may have things that they want to you know, get involved with as well. Um, but yeah, that's our, that's our main focus is around education, females, rural and health. Um, and yeah, but we're really happy to, to chat to lots of people about things and where we see um, that we can um, fit well with them, then we'll always have a conversation. Oh, that is so beautiful. And we're so lucky to have uh, businesses like you in Australia. I'm sure there's so many people so thankful for what you have done for them and will continue to do. So very, very incredible work. Uh, well, that goes it goes both ways, though. You know, yes. people like yourself, you know, every every single person that buys one of our products, um, you know, we're not a multinational. We are small. And, you know, people will say, what's the... Um, what's your biggest thrill? My biggest thrill would still always be if I see someone picking up one of our products and eating it somewhere. And they probably think, oh, look at that woman. She's staring at me from across <laughs> the road or something. But, you know, it's um, like it's such an honour that someone's gone, oh, I'm choosing your brand um, and I'm going to enjoy that product. And so, you know, um, we don't take that for granted. And, you know, us being us giving back is just part of a cycle, you know, and it's it's something that we're really happy to, to, to do. Yeah, I think that was why I was so looking forward to talking to you today because you do have such a huge sense of community. And even though, you know, you're found in huge places like on flights and in shopping centres, you're still so willing to chat to people like me with just a small oh, business no. or talk to people in the community. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's you're just really humble. So... Oh. <laughs> Well, we are a small, I mean, you know, like we, we are small, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, we, we really truly do feel very grateful. And so, um, you know, I hope that comes across in our food and our packaging because, you know, it's, I keep using this word happiness, but it is about, you know, work is something that you spend a lot of time at. And so, you know, it's got to feel You've got to have a connection with it. It's got to make you happy. Um, and so, yeah, we love, like you mentioned before, Kelsey, you love chatting. So you, you feel lucky in your job. And <laughs> I, I love chat too. So, yeah, this this podcast could go for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, actually, that was you already answered <laughs> the questions that I have. We've oh. done a great job of chatting today. So we have actually come to the end. But before um, I let you go, I always do something called the Kaleido Quickie with my guests. So it's just a little okay. game. So if you'd like to choose a number between one and four and it correlates with um, the game. So you choose a number and then I'll tell you which game you've chosen. Um, two. Number two. Okay. Number two is this or that. So we'll just quickly, I just have a little list um, and uh -huh. I'll read them off to you and you can tell me what you prefer, um, this or that. Okay, so it's a quick one. Oh, un oh, unfold my piece of paper. Okay, so the first one is pluggers or sneakers? What does it, oh, pubs or sneakers? Sneakers. <laughs> Dog or cat? Dog. Sunshine or storms? Sunshine. Book or Kindle? Book. Absolutely book. Skydive or bungee jump? Oh my god, I don't know that I could do either. But if I could, 
because I'm a physio, I could never say bungee jump, so it'd have to be skydiving. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a good point. Cricket or footy? Uh, footy. Bikini or one piece? One piece. Four kids. One piece. <laughs> Bacon and eggs or pancakes? Uh, just eggs. Trip away or staycation? Uh, trip away. Yoga or Metafit? Yoga. Dress or jeans? Jeans. And lastly, brights or neutrals? Or oh, neutrals, but um, I know your listeners can't see my wall while I move, but it was a really <laughs> super bright pink wall. I was trying to bust out of my neutrals and I went way too pink, so um, I might need to put that back a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You might be able to do like a little mural or something on there. Exactly. <laughs> a touch of pink yeah. is kind of my, my comfort zone than all pink, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Fiona. Getting to know you was such a joy and it was a real pleasure and I thank you so much for your time because I know you're uh, probably a very busy lady. No, it's honestly it's so lovely to chat to you, Kelsey. It's <laughs> really, um, yeah, lovely. Thank you for your time. Oh, my absolute pleasure. So if you'd like to remind us where we can find you, um, your website and your socials uh, yep. so that people can get to know you some more. Yeah, so Spring Hill Farm is what you need to remember. So um, for our website and socials, so Facebook and Instagram. Um, yeah, so we would love to hear from you. We've got some super exciting things in the pipeline and, um, you know, love for you to connect with us. So please, yeah, head along and um, we look forward to chatting to you soon. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks, Kelsey. Kaleidocast is proudly brought to you by our Kaleido community membership. If you are feeling a little depleted from doing all the things, mm-hmm, I'm feeling ya, and you are dreaming of a virtual safe space where you can ease your connection cravings and ask, laugh, learn, support, and score big, yep, that's free stuff like every month, and that's only the beginning. And you would like to see a little more of some of the ladies you have heard here on the potty join the fabulous women already in and become the next valued member of our colourful tribe. I'll see you in there. I'll bring the wine. Thank you so much from the bottom of my colourful heart for popping us in your ears today and giving us some of your valuable time. We really, really appreciate that beyond words. However, if you'd like to earn bonus points with us, of course you do, then please leave us a review on the app that you're listening to us on right now. That really helps us reach more beautiful ladies just like yourself. Also, if you want to jump onto our socials and use the hashtag Kaleidocast with a K, we would be so appreciative if you would share us with your friends and tag us in your stories when you're listening to us. And don't forget, we're also your gifting go-to gals and we have shelves stocked to the brim with smile-inducing, bright, eco-conscious, everyday wares to fit every fun-loving family just like yours. So next time you need help with gifting goodies for her, him and Minnie, we are here. We got you. Thanks again. We love you to the moon and back. <laughs>